Hello and welcome. This is Joseph and you are listening to the More Than a Drunk podcast where we explore life with addiction, after addiction, both perhaps. Anyway, uh, if you want to get a hold of me, email is morethanadrunk at gmail.com. Again, morethanadrunk at gmail.com. Uh, that's about the best way. Otherwise, um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that way you can get these when I release them. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in and away we go. I wonder if I take that back. I wonder what the common thread with addiction is. With a lot of people, they'll say that, you know, oh, I have an addictive personality. I, I, you know, I wonder about that myself. Do I have an addictive personality? Do I get addicted to things easier than the average person? Did I simply, or, or does everyone get addicted to a certain number of things? And it just depends whether those things are positive, negative, socially acceptable, socially unacceptable. Like for me, it's, it's you know, alcohol, tobacco, those are my two big ones. I, I, I never did really get too hooked into gambling, so that's a good thing. Uh, theft, uh, you know, all those kind of things, not not really my forte. But, you know, there's people that, you know, they're, they're kleptomaniacs, they're uh, pyromaniacs, uh, to where, you know, that's their, that's their naughty addiction. That's, that's what makes me wonder is, is, is it just everyone is addicted to a certain number of things and they need, need those things kind of throughout the day to, to, to make them feel successful or comfortable or whatever it is, or is, or are some people just more prone to, uh, being addicted to things? Heck, there's there's a lot of people though, you know, as soon as they get off work, boom, they're on the couch the rest of the night, they're watching TV all night. And that's, you know, somewhat socially acceptable because then you're staying up with what's what's going on. Myself personally, I have a hard time sitting still for more than about four for thirty minutes. Thirty minutes, maybe forty, you know, like like if it's a if it's an hour long show that's been condensed down on Netflix or something like that, I can I can muscle through that. Uh, if it's an hour and a half movie, uh, within, you know, halfway through it, I'm up, I'm moving around. It's, it's just, I cannot sit still for the life of me. So TV is, TV is out. Video games though, those I can sit there and play for hours. Yeah. And, and I think that's just more interaction. That's probably my ADHD kicking in. No, and some of it, I think with addiction, especially with mind, mind altering substances, you know, the alcohol, weed, uh, tobacco to ex- to an extent, uh, you know, the harder drugs, cocaine, all those kind of things. I, I, I think some of it is kind of that your thought process, you know, to where you you don't think, and I, I don't know how to say this. I, I, I want to say you don't think, you don't think healthily. Healthily? Is that a word? Maybe it is. Anyway, I'm using it. Or at least, at least for myself, that's the way it is. And and some of the other people that struggle with uh, alcohol addiction, and it's kind of the same thing. To where, I, a lot of things in life, 
Well, okay. One, one example, uh, when it comes to receiving praise, I am terrible at it. If you tell me I did a good job on something, my mind immediately says, yeah, but here's all the things I screwed up on, or here's the things I could have done better, or maybe I could have done it faster, or, you know, X, Y, and Z, A, B, C, 1, 2, 3. You know, my mind's off in la-la land. I have completely shut out your praise. No matter how much I actually deserve it or not, my brain just, it puts up a wall there, does not accept it. And, and, and there, there's a lot of other things that, that my brain will do with that to where it's, it's, well, like take for, you know, jumping to conclusions or, or my personal favorite is like putting, putting thoughts in other people's heads. Right. And, and I think that's, that's some of what, uh, what the drinking helped me to solve, was was slowing down the brain, kind of getting rid of those things, getting rid of those negative negative thoughts to where, you know, I, I could sit here and, and I could do a podcast and I didn't care what other people thought because I wasn't, my mind wasn't putting thoughts in other people's heads. My mind wasn't judging me through other people, right? I mean, how, how, how many of you do that to where... Um, and, and especially with, with drinking to where, you know, you'll, you'll order a drink or you'll open a beer or anything like that. And immediately you're, you're thinking everyone around you is judging you for having that drink, right? R- regardless of whether it's now or whether it was last year or five years ago, you know, no matter what. I, I know at least for myself, that's, that's the way my brain thought. It just, it, it gets into these unhealthy thinking patterns. And so then kind of once it's there, uh, then you kind of take an all or nothing approach to where it's like, well, you know what, if they're going to judge me anyway, I'm going to get, I'm going to get rip roaring drunk here. That's what's going to happen. And, and I think that's for myself, that was, that was part of the reason why I liked drinking at home. So that way it wasn't, you know, n- no one knew that, uh, that way all of these, you know, the d- distorted thinking processes, you know, it, it was, it was easier to forget them after the second, third or fourth beer. And if you've been following along, uh, you'll note that it has been a couple weeks since I uploaded uh, an episode. And I, and I try to do one a week, at least. Uh, just just kind of get them out there, especially right now, just trying to kind of get into that groove. And some of it was that kind of thought process. The negative self-talk that I, I think a lot of addicts probably fall into, at least, you know, alcoholics. To where it was, um, I mean, I, today is day 60 for me. And for the most part, it's, it's in terms of cravings and those kind of things, it's, it's been fairly easy, a lot easier than I thought it would be. Um, not easy, just easier. And, and so I was, I, like my mind immediately went into there, like, like anyone who's listening to this is immediately, you know, now, I'm I'm a fraud, basically. You know, I, I what 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 do I have to say to you guys? And and ultimately, the whole reason why I'm doing this is to get stuff out of my brain, hoping that you know maybe someone will find it useful, maybe not. Who knows? But if nothing else, I just I'm doing it right, and I'm doing it without al- alcohol, so that way it's not, you know, I need to drink to be able to do this. It's I want to do this, so I'm doing it. So anyway, uh, 
so as I was sitting there thinking through it and, and going to a few uh, recovery meetings, uh, which VA uses smart recovery, and, and I think I like it, so far I like it a lot better than AA. I've, I've attended about a similar number of meetings in both of them, and I certainly like smart recovery better because AA seems to be more focused on uh, drinking, on, on the alcohol part of it, on, on dealing with the alcohol, and this and smart recovery what i've noticed so far it's it's more well if you do therapy that you know like the what is it the cognitive behavioral therapy it's it's kind of more like that to where it's it's really trying to address uh the mental state that you have going into drinking so that way you can you can identify it change it move on uh and and to me it's it's much more empowering. You know, that's, that's one thing I didn't like about AA is that it's you, you're powerless over alcohol. So just give up, give yourself to God and, and that's it. Alcohol will always defeat you. And I don't like that because, you know, for 23 years of my life now, granted for a good chunk of that, i was not legally able to buy booze or anything like that and you know at a certain point my parents would have gotten in trouble for child endangerment had I had booze but for 23 years I was good I didn't need alcohol I and I it, it wasn't something I did so at at some point alcohol didn't have that power over me and then it did and now I can take that power back and that's what the, that's what the smart recovery seems to be more about is is retraining your brain to think better. Circling back, so what I want to do is is I want to have a little series here about distorted thinking, unhelpful thinking, unhealthy thinking processes. You know the those times to where um, you're terrible on yourself. And, and I think I've said it before on here to where, you know, you would never let someone else talk to you the way that you talk to yourself. You, hell, you probably would never talk to anyone the way you talk to yourself. Uh, at least I know I sure as hell wouldn't. And I, I, I wouldn't sit here and spend two weeks constantly telling myself, no, you, you, you can't. You can't record another podcast episode because you just have nothing to offer. No. What I would say is go out there and get it. Do it. Just record anything. Say anything. Just just do it. Right? You'd be supportive of that other person. So it's that's one of the things that I I, I think helped kind of create the problem with alcohol is is that, that poor, that unhealthy thinking process. Evil brain stepped in and kind of started taking over. And evil brain is an awful bully. I kind of like that word bully. I mean, I, I know a bully is bad, but it's just, um, there was a historical quote, someone in history, I, I think it was, um, it was Truman or Roosevelt or, you know, it's, it's someone like that, someone in, in a significant position of power. And, and they were talking about one of the generals of the American army who apparently was a very, uh, very stern, forceful man. And oh, it was it was Eisenhower. That's that's who it was. I, Eisenhower said this to where you know he, he said of the other general to where he's he's quite the mental bully. 
and I guess in my mind, and again, this is this is the unhealthy thinking. My, in my mind was, you know, if someone's being bullied, that's someone being weak versus someone else. And but when you think of someone like Dwight Eisenhower, you certainly don't think of a weak man, right? I mean, he was he was the supreme ca- commander of Allied forces in Europe. He was president. And so, anyway, uh, ever since I heard that that line. Uh, it, it's just using the word to describe evil brain just just fits better to where it it's a bully. You know, when when I when I talk bad about myself, that's evil brain being a bully to myself. All right, so we're gonna do uh, a series on um, and and I looked around on the internet a little bit to to see, you know, if there's kind of a one-size-fits-all term for, uh, for 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 what I want to talk about, and there really isn't. That's that's why I've kind of had a hard time labeling it so far, and I, th- I think I'm I'm landing on unhealthy thinking because it's. I mean, we can all think of what unhealthy thinking is, right? If I said you're, you know, you know, you're eating, what you're eating is unhealthy. You would immediately know that, you know, you're probably having fast food or it's Doritos or any number of things. And if I said, you know, you need to eat healthy foods, you you would know what to think of. So so I'm hoping that with saying unhealthy thinking, it's kind of the same way to where it's like it's triggering that that response of, oh, okay, unhealthy thinking, it's 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 negative thoughts. It's evil brain taking over, basically. Anyway, so so looking around and, and so Wikipedia has uh, an entry. Uh Cognitive distortion is is their fancy term for what I'm calling unhealthy thinking. Describes it as, and I, and I quote, It is an exaggerated or irrational thought pattern involved in the onset and perpetuation of psychopathological states, especially those more influenced by psychosocial factors such as depression and anxiety. End quote. That's a lot of big words. But it's basically just your brain's going, you know, haywire, Thinking things that, and, and I don't want to say it, thinking things that shouldn't be thinking, just thinking things that aren't helpful to the situation, right? They're being a bully. God damn it, evil brain, sit down and shut up. Put you in timeout if we need to. Well, back in, back in my day, we used to get the, the switch out, and then that's how we dealt with bullies. And you keep going back far, far, far enough, and people were really mean to kids. Um, anyway. Circling back to the topic on hand, so and that that's that's what we're, what I'm going to explore here, and and then the first one I I think I've I've already kind of touched on it, in it's the the all or nothing, thinking, like I said with with a little break in my podcast here, it's it's to where I either need to have all of the answers or I can't do anything, right? I need to be an expert. I'm not an expert in mental health. I'm not an expert in in alcoholism. I'm not an expert in anything. So that makes me worthless. That makes me, you know, my podcast worthless. No, no, this, I mean, this certainly isn't a perfect podcast. I, I say, um, I um a lot, say and, and write, record yourself and then go back and edit it. And you'll find out there's a lot of, a lot of verbal crutches that you use. You know, that, that's okay. You learn and you develop and you grow. As I keep at this a year from now, 10 years from now, you know, my style may be vastly different, and that's okay. Or, or, or t- take, uh, take drinking, for example. 
let's say you're on the wagon, you fall off because God only knows that wagon is you know, seriously. We need to get we need to get the Michelin Man in here. We need to get some some springs, some shock absorbers. The wagon is bumpy, people. It is bumpy. It's a terrible ride, and it's got stiff seats. And it, it was made by a madman. So anyway, so 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 let's let's say you fall off, you have a drink. Lord knows that that probably happens to everybody that has a problem with drinking or with gambling or with nicotine or anything. Y you have that moment to where you break down, you give in, you know, and that's okay. To err is human. A lot of times the thought process will be once you fall off the wagon is, well, shit, I'm down here, down, down in the mud now. Might as well roll around and get as dirty as possible. And that's, that's where the all or nothing thinking comes in. You know, if you can't do it right, you're not going to do it all. Or if, or if something bad happens, boom, you know, it, it, it opens the floodgates of this is the worst thing ever. It might as well be, uh, you know, the bubonic plague coming into my house and ruining my life. And that's, that's not fair to yourself, is it? Right? If you slip up and you have a drink, you know, if let's say tomorrow I, I say screw it and I go out and I buy a bottle of Crown and drink it all. Well, you know, that's a stupid decision, but it's not the end of the world. It doesn't, it doesn't negate the fact that I've had 60 days without drinking. You know, it's just now I know I can go 60 days. Next time I'm going to go 61 days. I like counting the days because it's, it's something to, to kind of, you know, put another notch in the belt. You know, I'm at, I'm at two months now. That's great. But if I slip up, do I start back over at one? I mean, that, that seems like quite the punishment. You know, does the punishment fit the crime? If, if, if you have the kind of evil brain that I do to where I would sit there and beat myself up relentlessly about that day, you know, do I need to reset it? Or do I say, you know, I'm at 60 of 61. You know, maybe that's a better way to, to look at it. You know, if you fall off, if you fall off the wagon, let's say you have a day where you have issues with drinking, it's, it, it's not starting back over at day one. 60 in the last 61 days, I haven't drank. For the next 61 days, I'm not going to drink at all for sure because I know I can do 60. So now let's do 61. So then that way it's, I mean, if you get to 120 days, you know, if you're like me and basically drank every single day for the course of 15 years and you go 120 days with only drinking one day, I, how unfair is that to sit there and beat yourself up over that one day? And then you lose sight of the 120. It, it, it's like... um you know, losing sight of the forest for the trees. Like you look at the one tree in front of you and say, this is an awful tree. We need to cut down all of the trees here. This tree is diseased and it needs to go away. So let's just cut them all down. Well, you wouldn't do that in a forest, would you? No, you, you would remove that one tree and, and let the rest of them go. So that's where, like, like with the all or nothing, stepping back and looking at the broader picture. Maybe that's the ultimate cruelty of of all or nothing kind of thinking when you're when your evil brain steps in and does that to where you will try and fight against that kind of thinking, but obviously you're not going to be good at it right away. So you're going to slip up, you're going to make mistakes, and then you realize that mistake, and then it, and then you go into the all or nothing to where oh god, you know I just I I can't I can't stop thinking this way. So you know, why why am I even bothering? And then you go into all the other ones. I'm worthless. I, you know, I just, I got, I, you know, what's wrong with me? 
there's nothing wrong with you. Nothing at all. Because I, I would imagine if you, know, if you took a walk down your street, every single person in each one of those houses is dealing with their own their own shit. You know, it, it'd be nice if we could have, if everyone had a sign in their front yard saying, this is, this is the stuff I'm working on. This is the stuff I'm not good at, or this is, this is how my brain works. I think, I think you'd soon find that, that a lot of people around you deal with the same stuff. Now that's not to say that it's okay to just live with that stuff. That's, you know, no, it's just, there's nothing wrong with you. And I think that's that's something that we all need to tell ourselves throughout the day to where there's nothing wrong with us. You know, we're not defective. We're not broken. We just need to remind ourselves to be nice to ourselves. Cut cut yourself some slack. And, and when you find yourself going down into that you know, digging yourself that hole uh, with all or nothing thinking to where it's like, well, you know, this is this is all going terrible. Might as well just, you know, like, like I said, with falling off the wagon, get down in the mud and roll around. You know, now that I'm down here, might as well get good and muddy. No, if you find yourself digging a hole, just stop. Just just find a way to stop. Maybe go for a walk. Maybe, you know, turn TV on, turn, change the station, uh, listen to the radio, listen to a podcast. You know, anything. It, it, it's kind of the same way with, with the cravings to where it's just do anything humanly possible to get your mind off of that. Move on to, to something else. You know, maybe it's something that you know you're good at, right? And, and again, praise, praise yourself. You know, my, my episode to where uh, you have to be your own cheerleader, that is really, really important to where no matter what it is, Find, find something throughout each day to where, and even if you don't believe it, you know, fake it till you make it. And Lord knows I'm not good at that, but I'm working on it. You know, find one thing throughout the day that you can, you can really praise yourself for. You know, maybe, maybe you sent an email that, that you've been meaning to and you finally got it sent off three weeks late. But you know what? You got it sent. Good job. Way to go. Now let's, let's maybe send another email. Or uh, you paid your bills. So something you're just supposed to do as an adult. But you did it today. Good job. You know, that there's a lot of people out there that I'm sure look, look at their bills and then they avoid it, avoid it, avoid it, avoid it until it becomes this huge, massive problem. And then, they're, and then they have to deal with it then. So if, if you dealt with your bills before it became that problem, Awesome, excellent, great job, way to go. If you're the type of person that it piles up, piles up, piles up, and then all of a sudden it's crunch time and you have to go through them, and you get through them, you know what? Hey, good job getting through them. You know, you, you got them done, you got them taken care of. A little late, a little late, that's fine, that's fine. Um, you might have paid some late fees, so you may want to you, you may want to find ways to tackle that to get it done quicker. You know, get them done when they come in. Which, by the way, uh, auto pay, phenomenal thing. Got to stay on top of it, but phenomenal. Uh, to where you're just monitoring. You don't actually have to do anything. And if you're someone like me, to where every once in a while you don't really want to look at your finances, 
Ah, uh, yeah, I, I I think we've all been there to where there's that time you're just like, oh, I don't want to look at that credit card statement or I don't want to look at my bank account. Anyway, circling back again, I get off on little tangents here and there. And, and see that, that that's a case to where there there's times I, I get off on tangents and I find myself off in the weeds a lot. And then I'll sit there and I'll beat myself up over and over and over for it. But you know what? There, there's also a lot of times to where to where that's a that's a good thing that you can kind of jump off the road here and there and everywhere. So embrace it. Right? That's that I, I need to be more kind to myself. And I need to rewind and say, you know what? It's all right that I got off on in, in the weeds there. Not sure what I was talking about before uh, before that sidetrack. But uh, no, the, the big thing is is today, just try, try to do one nice thing for yourself. That, that doesn't mean you have to go out and spend money. That doesn't mean you have to do anything extravagant. You know, give yourself a compliment. See how that feels. Maybe, you know, pat yourself on the back. You know, actually do it. You know, if nothing else, you get a little stretch it. You know, just, just do one thing a day like that. And and that kind of gets the the wheels moving in the right direction, right? Because it, it it's no different than than with with drinking. You know, I'm, I'm sure the first time you tried to quit drinking, it probably wasn't successful. That's okay. You're moving in the right direction, right? Now we may, second time, maybe it'll work then. Third time, fourth, you know, however many times it takes. And with, with some of this disruptive thinking, this unhealthy thinking, uh, you know, it, just, it takes practice. You just got to keep working at it over and over and over. You know, and like I said, every day, just say one nice thing to yourself. You know, to, to, to those of you that have you know, significant others or friends that you talk to on a daily basis, I'm sure you do that for them. Right? You, you say one nice thing. You say, I'd love you to them. Or you say... Hey, you know, I hope you have a good day or, or just any number of things that's saying something nice to them. Take five minutes, you know, maybe, maybe when you're in, in, in the bathroom, say something nice to yourself. Just be like, Hey, you know what? Get out of bed today and you're being a productive member of society. Or even if you're not being a productive member of society, maybe you're taking a break. Maybe you're taking it easy. Maybe all the coronavirus stuff has you, has you between, between paychecks right now. That's fine. Just just find anything. You know, you, you're, you're still moving forward. If nothing else, you, you can always give yourself a compliment of that. Just say, you know what? I'm still here today. So with that, I will bid you adieu. We are at the uh, closing in on the half hour mark here. With all or nothing. And, and the, the key thing there, like I said before, you're not going to be able to change it overnight. So, so if you find yourself in that trap, it's you're not a failure. You are not a failure. Um, just keep trying. You know, that's that's the big thing. As long as you keep fighting the good fight every single day, you, you will never fail. You might not succeed, but you won't fail. And then there is a difference between not succeeding and failing. Um, I was talking with, with someone the other day. Uh, I, I forget what exactly we were talking about, but I said, well, you know, that's that's not wrong. But it's not really right either. You know, it's not right and it's not wrong. It's just kind of in between. 
And maybe that's where you start at, you know, with with fighting back against the all or nothing line. When you find yourself doing it, you fight back and say, you know what? No, you know, it's it, it's not the end of the world if I can't do this or it's not the end of the world if I if if I have, you know, if I've had a drink. You don't you don't want to let evil brain use that as a as a justification for drinking. But if evil brain wins for a day, you know what? Get back on that horse. Keep fighting the good fight. Just just know that every day, as long as you keep trying, you are you are not a failure. You are a good, decent human being who is who is worth worth the world to yourself at the very least. So go out there, tell yourself that at least once a day. Tell yourself once a day that you mean the world to yourself. And then, and then start finding more and more things in your life that you can say nice things about yourself to yourself. And with that, I will bid you adieu. Thank you for, uh, for listening. Good luck. Best wishes. Uh, and know that for today, I will not drink with you.